Welcome to Decaf Thursday. Me and Ron together. Ron, you don't drink coffee. Usually Mark and I do like a coffee toast. So cheers to I me. I got some ginger ale I'm drinking. So there we go. Cheers so. to you. How you live without caffeine. I really, well, you do drink Cokes though. You do I have do. some caffeine. I do. I, I don't need anything in the morning. I'm an afternoon person is when I need it. And I need some kind of soda or energy drink. It's the bubbles that, that reinvigorate. Right I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with bubbles. I have like a soda stream. It's my favorite thing in the house. Make sodas all the time. Yeah. I hate carbonated drinks. Oh, like I live and that. die with like Coke Zero. Like I love how Coke Zero tastes. But mm-hmm. as far as like car, like I don't really like champagne. I don't super love other carbonated That's drinks. Mine, so. Oh. Okay. Well, you drink <laughs> like whiskey all the time. I can't. I, if I drink that, I feel like. It makes me sweat. makes my face red. I'm not good at drinking bourbon and whiskey. Um, So I guess to each his own then. Um, Speaking of things that we uh, enjoy, let's talk about something we hate. Let's pivot. (laughs) And that is waste, fraud, and abuse of taxpayer money. And this week, it is all released to the public in the pork report. (laughs) This was one of my favorite pork reports we've ever done because some of the, so many of the cases were like, actually so absurd it was huge what was one of your what was one of your favorite things that we talked about this year man so first I have to give props to our design team on it with the recipe format and just the sarcastic uh recipes in it just fantastic um I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie I really didn't know what chestnuts looked like you know and you sing about it at Christmas all the time and so when we made a recipe around that, I was like oh that's what a chestnut looks oh, like you know sing, you know <laughs> chestnuts roasting on an open fire I was like I never knew what that was or what avoid like. of it yeah. <laughs> yeah so but in terms of the actual entries the content of it um I th- it wasn't one of the potentials for the pork of the year but the the water park in West Tennessee that's what I I was going to say. Yeah, I don't know what it is like. You know, we've talked about stadium subsidies and, and corporate welfare here a lot at Beacon. Is is water parks like the next just hot topic that governments are going to start subsidizing? You know, obviously, several years ago, we talked about Nashville and the Opryland Water Park. And now it's like West Tennessee's getting an, uh, a taxpayer-funded water park. Like, it's only a matter of time until we hear somebody talking about somewhere in East Tennessee government's funding a water park. I don't know what it is. Like, look, I love a water slide as much as anybody, but it's like, you don't need millions of dollars from taxpayers to build a water park, right? Okay, I mean, well, here's I here's the thing. You know, I'm a psycho about cleanliness. Ron and I shared an office for a long time. I kept my Perfect. own, like the office had cleaners. I kept my own Mrs. Myers in my desk drawer for a little wipe down once a week. Like I, yep. the thought of going to a water park is going <laughs> to give me hives. Like it is the most stressful thought of just people in the water. Like ugh, I can't handle it. So the thought of this water park personally is nasty. The thought of it as a conservative taxpayer is infuriating. And so that was one that I just loved. And, and the only reason really, I think it wasn't pork of the year was because the pork or one of the nominees for pork of the year was because there were so much egregious stuff in this year's report that pork, what one pork of the year, one pork of the year, Metro Nashville public schools, no bid contract with Meharry medical ventures was an easy number one. 
Yeah. But the water park was just so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. You know, and I think what a lot of people often like, I wish we didn't have to do this, right? I wish we didn't have to put this out. But, you know, not to say that changes don't happen and and things can't be done for the better, because sometimes, you know, good changes do happen. But, you know, I don't foresee us being able to stop making this anytime soon. So you almost have to laugh about it, right? To some extent. And that's why we have to take the approach we do because otherwise it can just get straight down depressing. It is so depressing when you're looking through and I say when you're, because you literally do this, I don't, when you're looking through state and city budgets and seeing all these articles about where the money is going and especially you know it was brought to our attention on twitter it blew up on twitter and people were saying that nashville is one of the worst fiscally mismanaged cities in the united states which doesn't make any sense because everyone wants to come to nashville and we have all this money rolling in and it's still an absolute disaster financially we've got it. Someone's got to call this stuff out. Someone's got to make it big. And so that's one of the things that I think is unique about Beacon among a lot of other policy organizations is we will make it funny because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. (laughs) So that's, that's where we're at with the pork report. Yeah. I know there's like a lot of uh, gifs out there of like people starting out laughing and then turning into crying. Cause that's what it is really at the end of the day, right? Yes. You You start to read it, but I did, I, I am enjoying the, the recipe. I've been getting kind of creative on Twitter and calling things unappetizing and yucky and things like that. It's like they look good. They sound good. Almost dad joke puns, Taylor. I'm not going to lie. I know, Ron. I've been spending too much time with you and Justin. <laughs> and, and my sense of humor is deteriorating. I just, you got to go for the low hanging fruit sometimes. You just absolutely sometimes. have to. So if That's you haven't right. seen the pork report yet, definitely check it out. It's one of the best. It's on our website. If you go to the website, you're beep hit with it right away on the top banner and the bottom banner. We make it super accessible because we want people to see it. And we want people to know that, yes, even though some of these things might be changing soon, you've been paying for them all year. You've probably right. been paying for them in the case of the Memphis Regional Mega Site for more than a year. So oh, yeah. there, there's a lot going on that you don't realize that that's where your tax money is going until you're told sometimes. And it is unsettling and it'll make you kind of make your ears perk up just a little bit. Yep. things like that but on the bright side Tennessee actually is um really really got its crap together as far as business taxes and our tax burden um as a matter of right. fact Ron sent me this morning an article from the tax foundation which is one of our um kind of like allied organizations they yep. look at how states handle their taxes they have really interesting infographics about things like alcohol tax and sales mm-hmm. tax and all kinds of stuff. And they come out with um, rankings once a year. And Tennessee is ranked number eight is the overall state for our business tax climate, which is incredible. Like, and it also makes the case for, and I'll say this one time, and then I'm going to move on. It also makes the case of saying, well, why are we giving out so many tax incentives when we have already such a favorable business tax climate? But now I'll shut up with that kind of stuff. But this was actually such an exciting thing to read, especially for me coming from Alabama, where (laughs) it, it ain't pretty. Tennessee is such a great place for people to come and start a business up from number 18 last year we came up 10 spots this year that's right how is that even possible well i think we've seen uh two things that changed the ranking so dramatically one was the hall income tax finally came off the books right so we've talked a lot about that here at beacon worked on that issue uh for many years 
And so having that off the books certainly helped our rankings. Mm -hmm. And then some other stuff around uh, unemployment insurance, uh, our rankings around that as well. So, you know, as crazy as it was talking about all the fiscal mismanagement, somehow it makes me think like what's going on in other states, you know, (laughs) if all these things are happening, we're still in the top 10 in terms of business tax friendliness. Um, There are some areas, though, that it points out that we still we could grow and improve. Right. So that's what's really fascinating, too, is, is we're already in the top 10. And we're basically like in the middle of the pack in terms of our corporate tax rate. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the South, we're actually one of the higher. So amongst like all of our bordering states, we're tied with Alabama for the highest. Mm-hmm. So that's a big opportunity for reform in our property taxes as mm-hmm. well. So we're one of the few states, we've talked about this before, that doesn't have a cap on the right. growth of property taxes. We're one of only four states. So those are... a simple areas or, you know, clear areas where we could improve that uh, tax environment even more so. So it's cool to see how, hey, policies do make a difference and they do move these things and, and, you know, businesses when they make decisions. And we've got a lot going for us, but there's still, uh, you know, so much to do. Like I know uh, when I was in sports and stuff, coaches loved it when you were winning and there were still things to fix, right? Yes. They loved that so much, right? You exactly. talk to any coach in any sport, they love it when they know that you're winning, but there's still places to fix. And I feel like that's where Tennessee is right now, which is a cool thing. Oh, I love that, Ron. You know, I love a sports analogy. I just, I, I, I love, I love to talk sports, but I think you're totally right. And it's, I can't say things are like easy fixes, but we can identify these problems and we can propose solutions to fix them. And that's and that's when you're in a really good spot. Tennessee as a state is in a good financial situation. And when we're identifying the problems and have already identified solutions to some of these problems, that's a pretty good spot. And so I, I feel pretty good about uh, continuing to invest in Tennessee. And I think that other businesses will too, because ultimately when businesses move here or when businesses are going anywhere, it's all about the bottom line. And if you're not having to pay the government too much out of your pockets, yeah. then you know the bottom line is going to be affected by that. And I think that's so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one place that I will not be moving, I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh, I like this segue. New Zealand. Okay, yes. guys. For months and months and months and months, we have talked about like insane COVID lockdown regulations. And we talk about Nashville and we shade on the United States, but ain't nothing as bad as New Zealand. Can you imagine? I would be depressed if I had had to live there for the last two years, like depressed from just sitting in my house. Well, especially because New Zealand is like one of the most beautiful places on earth. I know. Like, I mean, all you have to do is watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy and you're like, that's all the marketing that New Zealand needs to do to go there. I mean, it's incredible. Yes, I would be so depressed. And I think that their leaders are probably catching on to the fact that the world is looking at them and scratching our heads like, what y'all doing down there? And so their prime minister was their prime minister, right? Yes. She made a kind of cheeky joke about starting to lift some of the regulations. And it all goes back to what we were saying with the pork report. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. And I think that's <laughs> what she's doing. Ron, what, what did she say? She, you can, you can you now, can have- you're now legally allowed to increase how many, Twitter liaison, I mean, Tinder liaison. liaison. 
is the word she used. Tinder liaisons of up. It, and here's the thing. If you've had, uh, I believe it's, you know, the vaccine and a booster, you can have Tinder liaisons of up to 25 people. I'm scared. I don't, I'm scared. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want people to, I don't want people to talk about it. That is just, that is bizarre. Now I know what she's trying to do. I I can see the marketing thing behind this. It has gone absolutely viral. People are having her on radio shows. People in the U.S. are covering it. People in the U.K. are covering it. People are really talking about what she's saying. It's gone viral. It looks fun and like, hey, we're super fun. We're not totalitarian and locking you down over here. However, (laughs) the concept is so bizarre. And it's even more bizarre considering that the government would have kept you from, from, liaising with people for a year anyway like it's bizarre well there's a couple of things that I thought about when I saw this was you know the old joke about how like conservatives leave your wall alone but get in your bedroom and vice versa for liberals like this is literally the government getting in your bedroom like the absolute literally definition of it and so I just don't like one I, it's just mind boggling to me that, right, it has gone viral and everyone thinks it's just like, oh, this is kind of funny uh-huh. and, and weird and awkward, but it's like, no one's paying attention to a prime minister, right? And it, I mean, look, New Zealand is, I'm sure is a fine place, but I mean, on the global stage, it's not like this massive player, right? Oh. And so when your prime minister is going viral on international news, it's probably not a good thing. I mean, and, but nobody seems to be talking about it in that for, they're just turning it into jokes. And I'm just like, how do people not realize like, this is so weird it's that a prime so minister is talking about this and that's what they're, you know, that's how, like how much power they have to supposedly like impact your life. Lock down your own homes. Like yeah. they're telling people they are having, they're having people lock down their own homes and they yes. think it's funny. Yeah. Which well, I, I, mean, I totally see what she's doing. She's making it cheeky and funny. So it's not, so people don't see it as weird. But those of right. us who are like, uh, like freedom, baby, freedom and liberty. We're like, okay, the fact that we are in December of 2021, almost right. two years into a pandemic. And now you're just now taking off these lockdown regulations that would have kept people apart. Mm-mm. nope don't like it well it was just in uh the podcast that stephanie and i did a couple of weeks ago where we talked about she had just said now you can if you're visiting a friend use their bathroom so it's like so i mean <laughs> i this this prime minister just has a a fascination with government policies and and personal activities and functions yes. <laughs> like i don't How know they pertain to your house like yeah like on. i don't know what it is i mean i'm sure she probably would have more important things to be talking about like i just don't see how that's in the scope anybody should think like Oh, now we're raising the cap to 25, you know, I, no, I mean, liaisons. like a, a, a government official should never be saying those words together. Like, ever. don't even, don't even. I made a cheeky joke on Instagram, uh, I guess, toward the end of last year, where I posted a bunch of photos of me and my friends hugging. And I said, making up for lost time when the government told us we couldn't hug. Like, yes. Everyone, if you if you're really thinking about what's been going on over the last two years, you don't find this funny. It's not entertaining. It's bizarre. And you know, in in your situation, right? I mean, you're kind of like saying yes. We it was harder to to visit, but you still like 
could, but like there you couldn't. You can't. Literally couldn't. Like I was being sarcastic and kind of snarky with mine. These people literally couldn't hug. Exactly. It's it's weird. Yes. I I can't even I can't even imagine. I mean, New Zealand would be a beautiful place to live, but you know, I'm I hate to know what their country's revenue is after locking down for so long because I mean what what do you what do you do after that well it just goes to show you like how different we are as Americans in how we value our freedom and and liberty and everything I mean you know we've talked a lot about right to work here at Beacon I think it's so ironic that you know in I'm pretty sure it was the UK when they've been doing all their lockdowns you know obviously when you told people you can't work right you you have they've been doing like stimulus checks like every month because basically so much of their economy couldn't work and they called those right to work checks like just the the how like the you know just what it means it's so backwards oh my gosh I didn't know that Ron yes yeah I'm pretty sure because I do like google like alerts and half of my stuff around like right to work is always the UK talking about your next right to work check is coming out and stuff and it's just it's mind boggling. I mean, I don't get it. You know, we've talked about, like you mentioned earlier, some of the crazy policies here, you know, Nashville, United States generally, like it's one thing, but you know, it, it's why Ron Swanson says, you know, America's great. UK's okay. And France sucks. Like it's that, <laughs> it, it, it shows that so clearly. What else did he say? I watched the episode the other night where he was like, history began in 1776. Yes. Before that was a mistake. Like, <laughs> it's so funny but I'm starting to like I you know the first time I watched I was like haha Ron Swanson he's a character and I'm like huh maybe he's on to something that's right (laughs) the the permission slip that says I do what I want I want yes it's like okay after this year living in Nashville especially I'm about to start I'm about to start carrying around a piece of paper that says I do what I want if that's my permission (laughs) I will show them that um that is so funny. Well, to all the New Zealanders that are listening, which is probably none, um, we feel really sorry for you guys. And we feel, we're really sad for you that you've been locked up for, for two years, but uh, hopefully maybe there's some some hope on the horizon for you. Wait, maybe um, uh, maybe you'll be able to like, I don't know, watch a movie in your house as a that would as be fun great. Invite friends over for a movie night, share yeah, popcorn. Maybe, it, it, I guess it depends if a uh, Supreme Leader, Prime Minister, I think her name is Ardern or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. You know, whatever she says next week, we'll find out. Well, we'll find, yeah, we'll find out what she lets you guys do next week. Um, before we go, it's almost Christmas time. I right. feel like it's finally the socially acceptable time for me to talk about Christmas. I've been trying to do this for weeks and everybody has been throwing shade at me, but it's finally a socially acceptable time for me to talk about Christmas. And um, my mom the other day called and she said, I have a few gifts for you, but I don't have any like little gifts. It, she mm. always gives us like little gifts. Like she'll give us books or coffee mugs or Alabama t-shirts or little things like that that are just fun. Yeah. And she said, I don't have any little gifts for you. Will you send me a list? And so I just started like sending her just random things. And I was thinking about how much easier it probably was for our parents when we were kids and we would see a commercial and say, I want that. I want that Barbie airplane. I want whatever. And some of my favorite gifts, and I'm, you know, forever thankful for my espresso machine and my laptop and all the things I've gotten as an adult. However, nothing will ever bring me the joy that my easy bake oven does. Oh, nice. <laughs> what about you, Ron? What kind of gifts did you get that were your favorites? 
Oh man. Okay. So I'll give two. Uh, one was I was in high school. Um, we were up at my extended family in Wisconsin and my mom surprised my dad and I with tickets to Lambeau field uh, to see the bears versus Packers in Lambeau. Um, it was like the last game of the regular season. So I think it was 20, yeah, 2010. Wow. Um, oh no. So I guess I would have been in college and, um, and that was the year they, uh, they won that game to get into the playoffs and then went on to win the Super Bowl. So that was really cool. But as a kid, like a young kid, like a toy, uh-huh. I had this, I was, I was probably like first grade around the time. And I got this Godzilla that was about like two and a half feet tall that would move, right? Oh. It would slowly move. But here's the thing. It's eyes would glow red. And if you put like corn syrup or something in it, it would smoke out of its mouth. And it terrified oh. my little sister. It terrified her. So I mean, cause she was, she was like three years younger than me. So I would like set it right outside her room and like fill it with corn syrup and you just watch this like Godzilla walk into her house and like roar and like puff out smoke and stuff. And that it is so funny. I was, I was a great big brother, you know? So yeah, see, that's, that's, what's hard is it for me, it was just me and my sister. And so anytime I got like my Barbie airplane or my easy bake oven or like, you know, girly toys, we both had these girly toys that we just all, that we both played with. No one was there to terrorize us. It would have been (laughs) hard to have a brother at Christmas. I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah. One of my favorites. I mean, it was cool. It was like two and a half feet tall. And I mean, smoke came out. I mean, you know, hey, back back in the nineties, man, that was high tech stuff. So that is legit. That is so funny I wow I didn't even know that those toys existed it shows you kind of we lived in like a girly world now my parents always did my mom taught me how to throw a spiral at like age nine so we always were being given like nerf footballs and stuff like that but for the most part it was Barbies and American Girl and we got a puppy one year um there's there's been some good girly gifts under the Dawson Girls (laughs) Christmas tree and we have a boy in our family for the first time now that my sister's married so mom actually called me and she was like I have no idea what to get for Ryan you know Ben Franklin was pretty wise when he said the only difference between men and boys is the price of their toys right so Yes. I have, uh, you know, I, I keep making a joke and I hope my sister's not listening to this because I don't mean it. It's just a joke. But I all I keep saying that I like Ryan more than I like her. And um, I, I'm afraid that the Christmas gifts that I'm giving Ryan this year versus what I'm giving her are going to reflect that. Well, you know, that's showbiz, baby. That's well, just- I mean, also, it's like his first, you know, Christmas is officially part of the family. So yes. you got to you, know, you got to you got to impress a little bit. Right. As the yes. big sister-in-law. So I don't blame you, you know, at, at least two sisters. First- He's got two sisters. So the competition begins. I put on his gift tag to my favorite brother from your favorite sister. The competition begins. (laughs) The Dawson's about to show up. Um, Well, Ron, if I don't get to talk to you on the podcast again, which I don't guess I'll get to because next week will be our last one before Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and Kristen and Oreo and your whole fam. And uh, I hope that everyone has a good Christmas. We'll see you for a brief episode next week, um, probably mostly revolving around Christmas, but stay safe out there, people, and read the pork report.